0: The Football Show on Off The Ball. With Sky. Watch every live Premier League game this season on Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports.
1: I'm prepared to do anything I can to play the country again. Do it then. What about your start to the game? It wasn't bad, was it? (laughs) Why
2: should an honest answer be a mistake?
1: How can a modern day manager not have a mobile phone? Why should he?
2: Yeah, welcome to Wednesday night's football show. Goals going in plenty in the Premier League in the past few moments. Aston Villa had equalised away to Arsenal despite all of their woes tonight. A Douglas Luiz corner, he is a fond of that one in the same way as Steve Staunton was back in the day. He managed to score directly from the set piece to bring Villa level at the Emirates. But just as soon as they had brought themselves parity... Villa found themselves behind. Some rank defending from them once again, allowing Gabriel Martinelli to fire home for Arsenal and make it 2-1 to Mikel Arteta's side elsewhere. As uh, twelve minutes to go at the Vitality, it remains Bournemouth nil, Wolves nil. They will be made up with that. Will the hosts Manchester City five 0 up at home to Nottingham Forest? Three of those goals coming from Erling Haaland. The others this evening coming from Julian Alvarez. And in between there, we also had a goal for João Cancelo. Tottenham are now one all away to uh, West Ham. Uh, they were 1-0 up at the break courtesy of a known goal from Tilo Kerr but Thomas Suchek has scored his first goal of the season for the Hammers to bring them level and Newcastle three minutes into the second half at Anfield are still leading Liverpool by that alexander Izak goal to nil. Uh, we have some games in the Championship as well tonight just to bring you up to date on a couple of those because some of them do and kind of don't involve Uh, Irish players uh, Michael Abafemi started on the bench for Swansea tonight along with their loan signing from West Ham Armstrong Okaflex they are still 1-0 up though away to Stoke City Uh, Bristol City 1-0 up at home to Huddersfield it is still scoreless between Coventry and Preston North End Sunderland 1-0 up at home to Rotherham and their Irish contingent and Ben Brereton Diaz has given Blackburn Rovers a 1-0 lead away to Blackpool this evening Um, Mick what have you made of the Premier League action so far as an Aston Villa fan and imagine you're tearing
3: <laughs> that wonderful hairline to pieces. I'm not going to talk too much about Aston Villa. They've been absolutely shite tonight, let's face it. Um, they're giving the ball away in midfield. They don't deserve Like The Douglas Luiz corner trick is interesting. I'm enjoying it, I have to say. Uh, Aaron Ramsdale. I don't think Arsenal fans will be flapping away trying to get past Camara begging the referee and then VAR to give a foul against him, even though he was the only one doing any moving. It was really, really bad goalkeeping. Other than that, though, I'd have been impressed with Arsenal. Like, they've dominated the game. They're they've missed a lot of chances, which they'll be worried about. And I suppose you look at even the Martinelli goal there to put the one, they bounce back immediately. Secondly, like nice football, but you mentioned it. It's really hard to judge because if you're watching it from the villa perspective, yeah. you realise how just passive. The defense was just standing off. Like Mac Cash was beaten the, yeah. by Martinelli in the initial move. The ball went back to, uh, uh, to Xhaka or whoever it was. Went to Saka on the far wing. Came back over to Martinelli, and somehow Cash is still five yards off Martinelli. You know, like just if, you, you, no, no, no. Player yeah. had gone anywhere near. The other two Arsenal players yeah, in the meantime. I was just going
2: to say the ball played across the eighteen yard line without any pressure from Villa to try and win that. Yeah. Ball back so again, bucket. if
3: I'm an Arsenal fan tonight, I'm happy with what I'm seeing because they're playing the they're playing football that looks like old Arsenal. Yeah. But again. I just have to see it against a better team a, a more aggressive defence and Villa are like I mean honestly there's a lot of people watching them tonight that will have heard me and others and other Villa fans talk about them recently in a way that might sound a little bit Um The defeat I, I was going to say kind of like over the top and you know uh, just kind of like almost like a fan thinking what they're seeing is worse than it is and yeah. banging on about it whereas I think a lot of people are seeing them tonight properly for the first time and realising what we're talking about here Hands up. no yeah. shape like a incredibly uh, flappy defense, which is like incredibly low in confidence, and a midfield that is non-existent. Um, Very poor. but the shape and the tactics thing are 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 the bit. I don't know what the story is with them that's down to the manager some of the other stuff I think like the players there's something going on there as well that isn't just Gerrard you know yeah. but uh, anyway yeah Arsenal look like they're going to stay top of the league I can't see Villa getting back into it for a second time
2: He's having a chance to have a confab with his players on the sideline there Stephen Steven Gerrard because there's an injury to Aaron Ramsdale who has been clutching his right hamstring on the grounds the uh goalkeeper and having words with the physio there as well seems to be pretty bothered by it and there was also a substitution Martin Odegaard has come off in the past few moments as well replaced by Emil Smith-Rowe and Odegaard has already removed his left boot so clearly an injury worry there for the Norwegian as Villa make a change Danny Ings coming into the fray and trying to retrieve something from the game for them is it uh, Young Ramsey has gone off as well Uh, no Kamara pardon me has gone off uh, for Danny
3: probably two more important games though is like Man City were always going to beat Forrest tonight but to be 5-0 up and to have another back-to-back hat-tricks from Haaland and for him to have scored 10 goals and that coinciding with us not being that surprised that Liverpool are one nil down. Yeah, like I mean, we are surprised. Don't get me wrong that they're won, that they're losing at it's home the shock at home gone. to oh Newcastle. God, yeah. But the shock is gone. One, you mentioned it before the news. Newcastle have been really, really impressive. So well organized and yeah. against, and and their intensity and pressure that they bring is re really, Like they play with such speed, don't they? Yeah. Like, uh, but also like Liverpool clearly aren't with it. And there's something amazing. No, there. no, no meant that nine nils against Bournemouth is going to hide that at the moment. So whether they can get that back or not. Like funny enough, I do trust that team probably more than any football team I can remember in terms of their resilience and their ability to kind of stick with the plan and get it out. But maybe they've just run out of time a little bit.
2: I think yeah, there's going to be a, a retooling of whatever the plan is needed there because at the moment, like I think nine nils are all well and good, um, but you want to be able to follow it with a result against a team like Newcastle who are, you know, going to be scrapping for European plays for sure, I think, this season, but still are a long ways off where Liverpool and Man City have been I guess for the past few years so you would have expected three points for Liverpool tonight it's not coming to pass so far at least uh, there are six minutes to go at the uh, Emirates and at the Vitality 2-1 to Arsenal at home to Aston Villa scoreless between Bournemouth and Wolves City 5-0 up as we mentioned four minutes to go there uh, at home to Forest and they're just past the arrow mark at the London Stadium West Ham 1 Tottenham 1 the latest there and Liverpool as we say trailing by the alexander Isaac goal to nil Huge game coming up tomorrow on Off the Ball. The Republic of Ireland have a World Cup qualifier against Finland. Knowing a win at a solo Tala Stadium can guarantee them at least a playoff from their group for the World Cup finals. Earlier on today, our own Aisling O'Reilly was out at Tala Stadium catching up with Katie McCabe. And first, the Republic of Ireland manager, Vera Pau.
4: Vera, how are you feeling ahead of tomorrow night? We're here in Tala at the moment. It's going to be very different this time tomorrow. Yeah, well, we're ready for it to feel ready. <laughs> uh, I think that that is uh, the key thing, and we'll see tomorrow
5: um, how good we are. Um, we know what we need to do here. We know the pressure that they will put on us. Uh, we know their strength, they're very strong. They will put
4: constant pressure on us, um, and we will see if we can uh, do something against it. You can often feel uh, trainings with a team, what the buzz is like, you know how a team is prepared, how they're feeling, just around the girls, the atmosphere. So, what is it like at the minute in the camp?
5: everybody is very focused on on this game of course and everybody wants to do well but it is not a a high tensed and nervous uh, situation the opposite everybody is confident and relaxed and um, we know we've played these games now um, yeah more of them and not as a final but this level of games we've played and so we know what we are going to face and we know the difficulties Um, you get nervous if you don't know what you face Um, but we know what we all face and we know uh, what we Stand for so um, i think that that is the best way to deal with these situations and i hope that that this full house um, will shout us uh, through the game at, especially at the difficult moments
4: oh absolutely i think they absolutely will there's a watch party going on in dublin city centre as well for people who can't get tickets you know it's a really special occasion and um, for the fans as well as obviously yourselves and the players for you where does this I suppose, marking in in your career, this type of game? I asked Katie there, is this the biggest game she's played in in an Irish jersey for you? Uh, Where does it mark in your career? Well,
5: this is definitely, at least at the level of the biggest game that I've played. Of course, we we qualified for the Euros for the first time with the Netherlands, for the Olympic Games with South Africa, and that's at that level. Um, But now my heart it's burning for here, yeah. Um, and yeah, if, if we can, if, if we can have a good result tomorrow, at least a starting point for for Tuesday. Um, yeah, that will make us so so proud. And uh, I hope that we can show Ireland that we yeah. will give everything for Ireland, mm-hmm. um, both players and staff, and that everybody is part of a team that just wants to do well, uh, but also show the enthusiasm for fighting for a
4: result and that that is something that, that we, have, we have, want to bring people with us. Um, and you spoke out during the week just about how the, the Irish Republic have really got behind you and the support that they've shown you. Um, I spoke to Louise Quinn on Tuesday and she just said that the strength you've shown has almost brought the team even closer. Um, she said that anything's on the table now, that if she needs to speak to you, she knows she can absolutely speak about anything. And she said that all the girls feel like that. How has all that been? Being so honest and having all that support as well. Um, It's been tremendous, but I'm now here for
5: football. Um, And I've I've explained that all last week. Uh, Louise Queen's reaction was phenomenal. I've thanked her for that, but she said I meant every single word of it. And yeah, that goes to your heart and to the team. And um, we will be there tomorrow with each other, one big group, and, and we will give everything that we have to get a result.
2: Yeah, the atmosphere is going to be something special tomorrow evening as the Republic of Ireland go in search of that elusive World Cup playoff place. We have had another goal at the Etihad, Manchester City, now leading by six goals to nil at home to Nottingham Forest a very difficult outing for the newly promoted side and it is Julian Alvarez who has doubled his tally for the evening made it 6-0 to City there is uh, merely seconds remaining in normal time There, Arsenal 2-1 up at home to Aston Villa Gabriel Jesus has just come off Eddie Nketiah has come on for them Bournemouth the Wolves still goalless into the final two minutes at the Vitality Liverpool still behind at home to Newcastle as they approach the hour mark and it's one all between West Ham and Tottenham Aisling also got the chance to catch up with our Republic of Ireland captain Katie McCabe today ahead of tomorrow's game at Tallaght Stadium.
4: Katie McCabe, we're here in Tallaght Stadium. It's all going to be happening tomorrow night. The place is going to be rocking. It's absolutely going to be full because it's sold out. How are you feeling about that?
6: Yeah, no obviously delighted with the sellout. Um, I can't wait to obviously come here tomorrow, see the atmosphere. Um, see, yeah, see the atmosphere for the game. Obviously, it's so important for us to have our fans here cheering us on, um, especially with such a big game. But no I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And for you, is it a special occasion to be leading them out? I know friends and family are going to be here. It's never been sold out before. You know, it's an iconic moment, really. For me, every time leading the team out is a special occasion. Um, it's such a massive honour to do that. Um, of course, it'll be that extra bit special with a sold-out crowd, friends and family, um, and obviously what's at stake. So, um, yeah, no, it's always, it's always special for me. And how has it been this week? The girls are all back in camp
4: since Sunday. I know a lot of them were playing at the weekend as well. So haven't had a lot of time together, but uh, I suppose you've worked on things previously.
6: Yeah, look, obviously it's a quick turnaround from uh, Sunday to Thursday, um, as it will be for Finland as well. But we've been yeah quite concentrated coming in. We've, we've done a lot of video work too. We've had two sessions. Obviously the final session will be here tonight. Um, but yeah, fully focused and we'll be yeah 100% prepared for tomorrow. You faced Finland before, it was 2-1 that night away in Helsinki, it was a brilliant result to go away
4: with. Um, I suppose you didn't play particularly well that night I spoke to a few of the girls uh, the other day and they said, you know, you, you know, we looked at that game coming away saying we could play better than that so I suppose
6: you know the challenge that Finland possess? Yeah, of course. Look, obviously the win away gave us that confidence um, but we know Finland, they're coming off the back of a Euro tournament, they're going to have a lot of togetherness uh, obviously within their team. We know obviously they've changed managers but We'll see how how they kind of set up tomorrow night, but we'll be yeah fully focused and ready to do the job tomorrow. And we just heard the news about Niamh Fahey, that she's not going to feature true to
4: an injury. You know, that's tough for her on such a, a big night to not be here. How is she doing?
6: Look, Niamh's been a massive, massive player for us over the last few years and within this campaign too. Um, she'll use her experience to rally the girls uh, tomorrow night um, and hopefully she'll be back fully fit for, for Tuesday's game against Slovakia. And just on the promotion of
4: the game, um, it's obviously we talked about it being sold out. There's going to be a watch party happening in the city centre. I that's
3: in Camden.
6: Yeah, yeah,
4: it's yeah. Happening in Camden. Happening in Camden. You're on
6: buses. You're on billboards. I seen you putting up uh, an Instagram saying you're on the 77A. I was on the 77A. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. It's 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 amazing. Um, the, the work our sponsors Sky and Cadbury have done um, to to get this game in people's faces and get that visibility out there, and obviously with the sell out crowd tomorrow it's, it's going to be obviously fantastic and we're hoping whoever has a ticket comes and watches us or if you can't get to the game watch it on TV watch it at Camden wherever it is but just be cheering us on Is this the biggest game for you uh, you've ever played in an Irish jersey? I think they're all as big as each other in my opinion e- each one um, yeah means the world and for me it's, it's, it's going to be the same tomorrow night
2: yeah, the Republic of Ireland skipper Katie McCabe there talking to our own Ashling O'Reilly at Tala Stadium, head of tomorrow's crucial World Cup qualifier with Finland, which you can hear live here on Off the Ball on Football. And the football show, even here, is brought to you by Sky, proud partner of our women's national football team. Don't miss Ireland to take on Finland tomorrow night. Uh, during the course of that conversation, uh, Mick McCarthy turns to me to my left as if uh, he'd just learnt that his child had been arrested for some minor infraction at Electric Picnic as he was watching on his, his beloved Aston Villa.
3: Shame him once again. Look, this is sorry. I, look, I don't want to bang on about this. Bang this on is, about it, mick. This is one of those results that's going to go like Jared's going to talk about this. Is not many people are going to come to the Emirates this year and you know, Why with stay in the, yeah. the goal. And we you know, we equalize and it could have went. It's like it's not, it, it, it's a scoreline that's going to hide, you know, hide it. The performance is pathetic. Like, let's face it, like the first fifty minutes was just like absolute flapping crazy defense. And then from there, Arsenal have set into protecting their lead, went and scored the minute they had to, and Phil have offered nothing. You've been watching it, Richie. Mm. It's uh it's been one of those games. You're looking forward to Man City on Saturday, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Can't we? <laughs> it could be ugly though, City, it, like City minus two and Haaland as fancy football captain. It like it
2: could be. We were watching the first half here in particular. At uh, second half, obviously, chats with uh, the lads, from, uh, Carol Kane and Brendan Devenny have kind of interceded.
3: Yeah, and Liverpool but, and Newcastle's a big and, game. and <laughs> on. Yeah, but like, oh, Liverpool have just scored by the way. There you go. Um,
2: yeah. But um, watching how disorganised Villa are, and you look Amino how again organised um, Arsenal have been, and uh, Aston Villa haven't been during the course of this game. It looks like. It could be a very ugly evening. Half five kickoff. Uh, it could be for Villa on Saturday. Is
3: that what it is? Saturday. I, I'm, 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 I'm. hoping this is the last time I have to speak about Aston Villa. No, Mick. Show. I want you to it's talk about Villa at length. I you always to. get good
2: engagement when we talk about Villa. <laughs> yeah, but that's
3: not, that's not. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not this one trick pony here to uh, to entertain you, Richie. <laughs> uh, uh, big goal for Roberto Firmino. Yeah. third in two games third and two games for the Brazilian yeah, half he's an hour left goal. in
2: that one uh, they might well turn this around might Liverpool final whistle is gone by the way at the we will hopefully bring you a full time report on that one Man City beating Nottingham Forest by six goals Nil Holland with a hat trick for City tonight they're four minutes deep into added time at the Vitality Bournemouth clinging on for a nil-nil with Wolves tonight Arsenal 2 and up in the sixth minute of added time now at home to uh, Villa and West Ham and Spurs remain one apiece we will be Talking to Greg O'Keefe. I've just made the break sign on camera as well, which is very <laughs> professional of me. I'll uh, we'll be talking to Greg O'Keefe about everything start of the season or lack thereof after a break. Football on off the ball.
0: With Sky, proud partner of our women's national football team. Out believe together, and we can go anywhere.
2: Full-time missiles also gone at the Emirates. Tonight, Arsenal beating Aston Villa by two goals to one. Gabriel Jesus and Gabriel Martinelli have gotten those goals for the Arsenal. And it's finished goalless now. Final whistle just blowing at the Vitality. Bournemouth nil. Wolves nil the final score there. Manchester City beating Nottingham Forest by six goals to nil tonight. Half of those scored by Erling Haaland. The others by Julian Alvarez times two. And also by Joao Cancelo, West Ham and Tottenham still won a piece at the London Stadium with 14 minutes to go. Uh, they've got 10 minutes longer to play at Anfield, where it's Liverpool one, Newcastle one. Alexander Isak has just made his way off uh, for Newcastle. The open scoring for them this afternoon, this evening even, has been replaced by Chris Wood. Roberto Firmino bringing Liverpool level just after the hour mark. Everton, meanwhile... Uh, Continue their season uh, without a win last night drawing one all away to Leeds they did take the lead through Anthony Gordon but were pegged back in the second half uh, to discuss Everton's start to the season which is seemingly gaining a little bit of momentum albeit minor is uh, Greg O'Keefe of The Athletic Greg, welcome back to the show
0: Thanks very much for having me
2: What did you make of last night first of all Um, I know they've given themselves a bit of a platform at the back with the twin signings I guess of of James Tarkovsky and Connor Cody it's just trying to motor that forward a little bit, and possibly that's why we're seeing the business that Frank Lampard is doing in and around Everton's midfields in the next 24 hours or
0: so. That's right. Everton have, you know, kind of needed a bit of stability at the back for a while now. Last season, one of their biggest problems was conceding soft goals, and then when they did concede goals, a lack of leadership and character, you know, heads would drop, and uh, results would often get really, really nasty. So, he generally wants to bring in young and hungry players with resale value, but the area where he's compromised, Frank Lampard is in defence, Connor Cody, 29, and James Tarkovsky, the same age. But you can see why, obviously, they were also cheap, well, free in sense of a loan and a free transfer. But they have come in, a couple of older heads, and they've really steadied the ship. They, they communicate great with each other and with the younger players around them, like James Patterson back, and uh, with Mikalenko as well on the left. So that was the first time like, they played as a conventional two. A lot of people said, Connor Cody can't play as a two. But I thought he did really well against the pretty um, quick and dynamic and direct lead side. So... They're still winless Everton, but there were signs last night that they're going in the right direction. They just need a cutting edge up front.
2: Yeah, it's not like they've had a Bournemouth start to the season where there's been a couple of hammerings in there. Like They've all been either draws or one goal defeats. So a lot of the mood music around Everton and around the questioning of Frank Lampard, I don't want to say he seems misplaced, but it seems the stronger end of it is probably a bit over-egged given the fact that they haven't been blown out of the water by anybody just yet.
0: Well, this is it. I think people, Evertonians, are a bit confounded by why a couple of bad results and and people start talking about Lampard. Maybe that's a little bit naive, given how often Everton have changed the manager recently. But I think there's also, over in England, sometimes you feel as if there's a bit of a section of the national media that are just waiting for him to fail and kind of perhaps don't believe that, you know, he's as good as his early career at derby and in getting the chelsea job suggested but i think the signs have all been the opposite of that at everton so far he came in with an incredibly difficult task um, last season from february onwards and and really worked wonders to keep everton up and create a unity with the fans and the and the players that was a key part of that so you know he hasn't had the easiest hand since he's come in as manager and and you know they've, they've finally done some some business towards the back end of the window after having to sell with Charleston and I think that he should be judged really you know ideally at the end of the season but at least give him a, a good few months with some of the players that him and Kevin Thalwell the director of football have growth in themselves
2: uh, I spoke to Seamus Coleman actually here in the show a couple of weeks ago and he really sung the praises of Lampard in terms of the okay. job he did in unifying that squad which beforehand had been uh, their, their confidence had been drained by a succession of really underwhelming appointments I guess and by the managers who mistreated maybe players but the, the way Seamus spoke about uh, Frank Lampard was, like, was glowing and not in the sense of He's my manager. I have to talk nicely about him. He was genuinely effusive in his praise about him, saying that he has done a great job in terms of how he's galvanised that squad and how he's tightened things up and you know given them a platform
0: for improving this season. That's right. And, uh, it doesn't surprise me at all to hear Seamus speaking in, in such terms about Lampard because. You know, he's genuinely probably one of the most popular managers um, in terms of universally across the dressing room. I've seen in Everton for a long time. I've been watching and covering Everton for a good while now. Um, and he's built, he's fostered that spirit. And even players who aren't playing week in, week out, which I think is the litmus test of whether how popular a manager is and, and the atmosphere is building, you know, a, a, a sort of not upsetting the apple cart. So there's play, players like Andrew Gomez and Alam uh Solomon Rondon until recently who are very much fringe men and actually the club are willing to sell but they've you know Lampard will extend an arm around them when he needs to. He's he's got a, a real real spirit <clears throat> excuse me a real spirit in that dressing room that um, goes from the whole squad. And I actually think that the, the players are working extra hard for him. For example last night he managed to get a shift off the ball from so many of those players who just played on Saturday as well. And I've got a Merseyside derby ahead. He didn't use a single substitution last night, which was unusual. And the players kept going right until the end. So I think, you know, if they can just add a little bit of quality in the final third uh, to that, and hopefully Neil Maupai and whoever they get to get in before the the window closes. I think Everton's... uh, Direction could be a, a lot more positive than it was or has been for the last six months. You mentioned there the the
2: certain tract of the press want to see, you know, Lampard fail, and I think there's a bit of that with Gerrard at, at Aston Villa. Now I think the Gerrard mm-hmm. case is probably a little bit different. Um, but as regards like, Frank, like, why is that there? Do you think regarding his coaching career?
0: It's it's difficult to say. I mean, it's not as if he was a particularly unlikable player is it either or that you know he that he was overhyped or anything like that he was you know rightly one of the you know sort of thought I was one of the best attacking midfielders England's produced in like the modern era um, his career club and international level was pretty flawless really so it's hard to say why maybe it's it's because there's a feeling that he's had opportunities earlier than a lot of other young managers would have. And that might be true. You know, maybe there is a sense that because of playing reputation, you know, he got the Chelsea job and that didn't work out. And I think towards the end of his time at Stamford Bridge, he might he might be feeling the pressure to such an extent that perhaps he, he, he alienated and began to get a little bit antagonistic with some of the London-based media. I'm saying this without being on the inside of that, so mm. I should add. I'm only speculating, but perhaps that's why you know he he, rubbed, he didn't probably deal with the pressure as well as he would like, and maybe uh, maybe made a few enemies down there. But what I can say is that it looks like he's learned from that. You know, he's he's a lot more mature and savvy in the way he deals with the media this time around. I think, and um, you know, maybe those experiences will make him a better manager. And I think certainly keeping Everton up last season and the very very steep learning curve. He was required to uh, to undergo on Merseyside again. Has already made him a better manager. You can tell that. I thought he dealt with Delhi Ali extremely well. You know, difficult one that was sort of handed to him as a bit of a phase to complete. And you could say it was a great opportunity, but I sort of fear that if you know Mourinho and Pochettino, and, um, Nuno Spirito Santo and Enconte Conte haven't been able to get revive his career and get that player back, then it was a tall order for anyone. But Lampard dealt with that very cleverly. And and in the end, you know, Deli Alley, despite probably some players might have felt they grieved, they didn't get the chances, you know, they left on good terms as well. So, you know, I think you're right to maybe draw parallels with Gerrard. Um, and I just think at the moment that, you know, Lampard has a good chance of, of, of proving many of those doubters wrong.
2: Lampard seems from the outside looking in to be a little bit more tactically astute than his former England teammate would it be right in making that comparison
0: uh, I mean I don't watch Villa enough to be fair to, to, right. to say you know I mean he certainly he's I think I mean I think Gerrard can look at probably the start of the window and, and Villa got their business in pretty early didn't they or most of their business and I know that he's keen to add more in but that was an advantage for them you know it's probably a luxury Lampard wishes he had um, and I wouldn't again. I, you know, I would have said there've been times when Lampard, you can see his learning curve. You know, when maybe some of his substitutions, you might think, well, I'm not really sure why you've changed it when you have there. But I don't think I think he's made more good decisions from the bench and with selection than bad. And he's had to go with, like, a, a back five because he's felt he hasn't had the quality in midfield. And certainly he's had to come up with creative solutions up front because he's had no strikers whatsoever. So, you know, perhaps, yeah, you're right, maybe an adversity. Maybe it has shown that he's got a bit of an edge so far on Gerard in, in the tactical
2: sense, yeah. In terms of the arrivals, like you alluded to there, Tarkovsky was a free, Conor Cody's come in on loan, uh, the Gay might come in for, you know, a pretty nominal fee from PSG. Um, like it's it's really obvious that they're having to be cute about their spending this summer. Now, is that, I'm wondering, as a result of Bramley Moore Dock being built down the road or is it as a result of Ali Usmanov having to withdraw from the club or is it a combination of factors? Because it does seem like they're trying to be, you know, a, or is it even like the money that they've spent in the past, uh, big money on very little? Uh, like Where does the kind of argument
0: land as regards their spending there? I think you, you've probably just done quite a, an accurate summary of why they've had to be so careful in this window. To be honest, they, you know you, you mentioned the three main parts of it. You've obviously got the fact that Alicia Usmanov had to withdraw his sponsorship of the training ground and potentially the naming rights for the stadium because of the invasion of Ukraine and, and his um, the allegations of his affiliations to the Kremlin. So he was sanctioned. That money's gone and that was a lot of money. Then you had, as you say, the past excess under Mishiri, which has been pretty awful, really. A lot of money wasted, half, half a billion pounds, arguably wasted on, on players. And a lot of those players um, have, end up being expensive mistakes or players that just have delivered. And then, of course, you're know you you're right to say that they are building the stadium, which is something Machiri has actually got right so far. You know, really um, huge step forward. The only Everton owner to actually get a new ground like. Uh, identify the site, secure the site, and then pretty fair on the way to building the stadium. But all those things obviously come at a cost. And the, the only thing you didn't you didn't mention there was the evidence position because of that waste, the, the money they wasted, the position in relation to the Premier League's financial fair play, which has been pretty perilous, really. Um, they were facing the prospect of you know fines and maybe even point sanctions if they didn't sort it out. And that's why Richarlison had to be sold before the end of June. So that financial year that ended then, Everton could show in their figures for uh, obviously for the next set of accounts that they've uh, balanced the books a bit more. So, they, yeah, so many considerations they've had to take into account and probably reduced Frank Lampard's capability to spend as much as he would have wanted because they were dire last season, let's be honest. And they, yeah. they did need, they needed additions in almost every part of the pitch. And hopefully they'll have done that by the end of the window. It's just they've had to, you know, cut their cloth accordingly. The the talk
2: around Mashiri and his, uh, you know, potential, you know, sale of the club. What's mm. the Evertonians' view on him at the moment? Have, are they willing to let this play out for another twelve months, or is
0: there still that pressure to to maybe move the club on? I think there's a recognition they haven't really got much choice. You know, Fabian is the comfortably majority owner and there was all that speculation wasn't there at the start of the summer of a takeover from some americans a consortium of an american family uh, called the Kaminskis from uh, minneapolis and they you know the noise is where they wanted to come in and buy the club for cash from Asheri, and you know set about transforming it into the latest uh you know kind of todd bowley clear lake style you know multi-billion pounds american franchise and, and go for it and you know Go again and invest in millions on players. And that didn't happen. Um, whether it'll happen downline, we don't know. But I think the fans are having to just accept that, you know, Michier has made a lot of mistakes. Um, and one of the legacies of that is, is this prudence they've had to display in this window and losing Rashad Larson, which is hard to take. But equally, I think they're that positive about Lampard. They're at the stage where they're, they're, they're thinking. Well, let's see where this goes. You know, a few canny additions and Everton might see some tangible progress this season. I think that will buy Mishiri a lot of time, but ultimately, it's up to him. It's on his terms whether if he decides to sell or not. And I don't think you're certainly at the stage where you'll have like sort of protests as at United or as at Newcastle before Mike Ashley sold. I think that's some time off. there's, there's a lot of disquiet about the board in general. You've seen that last season, the twenty-seven campaign, who were frustrated twenty-seven years since Everton won a mm. trophy, and you know they they had a number of um, demonstrations, but that was more against a mixture of Michery and historic complaints that they've had with the club's board and the way the club's been run. So I think Michery's got a bit of time, yes, before it gets as bad as people demand. You know, fans trying to demand that he goes.
2: I tell you what, the weekend will be a hell of a, cha- a hell of a time for for Lampard to get his first win of the
0: season. <laughs> would it just I mean he's got that as I said before that affinity with Evertonians and you know he was dancing out on, on, on the main stand on, on the sort of uh, in front of the director's box when they stayed up against Crystal Palace on that memorable night and a real bond was forged there and, you know he, he's got some good results so far uh, memorable Goodison results you know they beat Chelsea there last season and you know he's, he's certainly um, he's won their their loyalty and affection you imagine, you know, if he could, as you say, get you know, get their first win of the season and get a long overdue home win against Liverpool, that would be an incredible way for him to kick start the season with the windows closed and everyone can concentrate on the football. And I know Liverpool come back into at um, Anfield tonight as, you know, as we're chatting, but they're not Perhaps you know people Evertonians will be thinking, "Why is he saying this now?" Don't don't jinx it. But they're not perhaps the um, the Liverpool of, of last season just yet. They're gettable. Plenty of time yeah. for plenty of time for them to click into gear before Saturday.
2: I know, like but, looking at them here, like because we've had to match on here this evening. Yeah, yeah there, there is a sense that they're not firing on as many cylinders as they have been for the past four or five years. Certainly, like they, and I don't know whether it's a case whether they need to warm up into the season. I don't know if it's a case where teams have kind of figured them out to a degree. If it's a confidence of those factors, but they ain't what they were. And you know, if Everton are you know humming and being as stout at the back as they have been for the past couple of games there is a definite chance when we're here. The Anthony Gordon stuff as well I want to touch on before we let you go, Greg. The talk of a move seems to have died down. I thought the strong language from from Frank Mm. in the week as well was interesting, saying, you know, if he does decide to down tools, he'll see another side of Frank Lampard. Um, Which is, you know, I want to see the other side of Frank Lampard and whether he does go (laughs) there. Oh, but actually, you know, you're a great lad, Anthony. Um, He does seem to need whether there is going to be a move and you kind of figure at some stage in his career given the trajectory that he seems to be on from a pretty young age that will happen but he does need another season or two of seasoning if you'll forgive the phraseology there that he does need yeah. another two to to, to, to mature as, as an individual and as a footballer before he can actually get that
0: move I think so Yeah, you know this people have been you know debating whether or not he's worth the figure of 60 million that Chelsea were reported to be considering bidding for him and they never actually have. And it's a bit of a moot point because as I say that didn't arrive. And everyone's got their opinion it is here, isn't he? Should Everton have tried to push for that deal because they'll never get it back. You know, they'll never get that price again. I actually am not actually so sure. You know, if he's twenty one, I think his ceiling's incredibly high. And Frank Lampard challenged him this season. You know, he, you're right he doesn't show very often that the um the perhaps the, the harder side uh, what goes on obviously on the training ground behind closed doors, you know, maybe maybe he does when called for, but he has c- continually urged Anthony Gordon to say, well, look, he always talks him up but he, and he's right to remind him that he's nowhere near the finished package. He needs to add assists and he needs to have goals to become a top level prospect. Uh, and you know, he's not a million miles off the age profile of your Mason Mount some players like that he's been compared to. Except those players have delivered goals, assists, and you know, consistency and that's Anthony Gordon was one of the better players in a really struggling Everton team last season. And there's clearly been a good I thought that you take him into a better team of better players and he could go to another level. But I think we're starting to see that level in a you know, an average but building Everton side, who got the goal down at Brentford on Saturday, and then took that goal I thought wonderfully last night on the You know, had Leeds um, back foot continually on the back foot he's got that best of pace that that dynamism that confidently looks up he can re, you know, can you can instantly map the pitch and I think all these qualities you know, set him apart his pace again as I mentioned and if goals are going to come then it, you know he will get a chance to move again and it might be that Everton can't keep up with with his progress and I think the offer of a, a big fee will be there maybe next summer but for now I genuinely feel it's in his interest and Everton's for him to stay at Everton where he's playing week in, week out, rather than go and sign a six-year contract and sit on the bench and maybe play in the Carabao Cup, come on for the odd 20 minutes in the league um, at Stamford Bridge. Look, and it might have gone the other way had he moved this. He might have become a regular, but I think it's probably more likely that he wouldn't have been. So, um, you know, never say never. That might be something that happens again, January, next summer, you don't know. I think your excitement
2: about him when you talk about him there is is quite evident. And it's probably borne out through through a lot of Everton supporters that they kind of see this kid as as somebody who can be a real difference maker and somebody who's homegrown. And those two factors are, you know, manna from heaven for an Everton
0: supporter. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he's he's still developing as well. So I think physically he's going to get stronger. Like I say, that that speed he has, you know, is, is, um, and his close control, his in, is football intelligence, his willingness to track back off the ball, he puts in an almighty shift. And also the mental side of the mental strength. His performance levels haven't dipped during this past month when it's been pretty constant speculation about whether he will be going. And I think it's fair to say from what I understand this end, his head was turned. He was interested in the idea of going to play in Chelsea and... You know, he, he probably would have liked the opportunities to go and say, "Let's go and play in the or have a chance to play in the Champions League." Let's see if I can make a late burst to be in the England squad. He still, might do that, by the way. Mm. You know, it's it's a tall order, but um, I think he his head, like I say, his head was turned, but he's kept the consistency there. He's kept the work rate. He's not down tools. He's not done what. You know, players are doing all over Europe, particularly in, in Ajax, at the moment, where they're just not turning up for training and they're trying to force moves. He's been His attitude's been brilliant. And I think that bodes well for him as a professional and going on in a blue shirt, um, hopefully for a, another season at least.
2: Yeah. Greg O'Keefe from The Athletic, thanks so much for joining us this evening. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Cheers, Greg. We'll have Premier League full times. So as they're into the final four minutes. And Anfield. Liverpool 1-Newcastle 1, 1 is the latest score there. We'll hear from the other grounds after these.
0: Football on Off The Ball. With Sky, proud partner of our women's national football team. Out Believe together, and we can go anywhere.
2: Liverpool really pressing for a winner at Anfield. You can see Newcastle cheeks, uh, the ones on the pitch, that is really puffed out as they're trying to find some wins. Liverpool pinning them in to their own 18-yard box the past while. Shots from Fabinho blazing over the bar. We've also seen a Luis Diaz shot blocked by Kieran Trippier and uh, trickling into the hands of Nick Pope, but it is still Liverpool 1, Newcastle 1. Let's bring you around the rest of the grounds uh, where full-time whistles have gone. We will start at the Vitality, a 9-0 defeat of course to Liverpool on Saturday for Bournemouth, their playing host to Wolves tonight. Let's hear how they got on through David Garrett.
1: Bournemouth nil, Wolves nil after shipping nine on Saturday. The Cherries would probably have taken a nil-nil, certainly a blank sheet was the tonic they needed and they just about deserved it here, although they rode their luck at times. Nunes pummeled the bar in the opening exchanges with a great volley. Daniel Prudence had a header from eight yards cleared off the line by Lloyd Kelly. Then four minutes from time, Raul Jimenez headed wide with the goal at his mercy. He had earlier missed another chance when cleaned through. Bournemouth mostly kept Wolves at arm's length and battled through midfield. Standing manager Gary O'Neill picked Neto in goal, and although you couldn't really say he made a worldy save, he didn't make a major error either, which perhaps was more important tonight. Solanke headed straight at the keeper for the home team and shot tamely at the end. Bournemouth started the second half well, but the South Coast Club went into their shell, inviting Wolves pressure near the end, and almost got done in the last 15 minutes as Triori and Podence came on as the Wolves fans called for action from Bruno Lager still no wins in the league for Wolves a point apiece Bournemouth nil Wolves nil
2: Thank you for that David let's next go to the Emirates where Arsenal were up against Aston Villa we've talked a lot about this one let's get the details of tonight's game from Ryan Bromelow
1: It's finished Arsenal 2, Aston Villa 1. The league leaders continue their 100% start to the season. They burst into the lead on the half-hour mark. Gabriel Jesus with a poacher's finish for his third of the campaign after Martinez spilled at close quarters. They were pegged back 16 minutes from time. Douglas Luiz converting directly from the corner spot that sailed past Aaron Ramsdale. But showing title-challenging spirit, the host responded almost instantly. Gabriel Martinelli smashed home inside the box to regain the lead it's three consecutive league defeats for Steven Gerrard's side posing questions about his future it's finished at the Emirates Arsenal 2 Aston Villa 1 Posing
2: questions about his future says Ryan Bromelow of Steven Gerrard let's see next we go to the had Manchester City had a pretty easy night at home to Nottingham Forest here's Peter Smith
1: City 6 Forest 0 it took Erling Haaland just 38 first half minutes to claim a second consecutive hat-trick with a half volley from six yards, followed by an instinctive finish and a well-guided header from just beneath the bar. City eased their second half tempo for João Cancelo's powerful 18-yard shot, made it four, followed by two goals from Julian Alvarez on his first city start. City 6 Forest 0
2: There you go. City with a pretty easy night. And this is a case of two points dropped for Tottenham away to West Ham at the London Stadium tonight was Guy Swindles.
1: West Ham won, Spurs won. Rip-roaring London derby. Spurs taking the lead in the first half with a Kira own goal. Spurs also had a penalty given but then removed after a lengthy BAR delay. Antonio hit the post. It was that kind of first 45. Second 45 carried on exactly the same way. West Ham did get level when Suchek fired home after he was set up by Antonio. And after that, Spurs played some really nice football but West Ham kept creating the chances the trouble for the home side they also kept missing them in the end it was probably the right result West Ham won Spurs won and
2: they are playing five minutes of added time at Anfield two of which have already elapsed Liverpool won Newcastle one. Newcastle pinned into their own half Liverpool pressing for a winner here but this would be certainly a case of two points drop for Liverpool tonight to bringing you through the championship as well Bristol City have beaten Huddersfield by two goals to nil tonight elsewhere Coventry were beaten 1-0 by Preston Reese has scored that goal for Preston just their second of the season in seven games and they still haven't conceded Uh, quite a mad season so far for the lads from Detail and their strong Irish contingent as well it finished Stoke 1 Swansea 1 at the Bet365 Perot had given Swansea the lead early on in that one uh, but a Campbell equaliser in the first minute of added time brought Stoke level Sunderland beating Rotherham by three goals to nil tonight great start to life at the Stadium of Light For Tony Mowbray Stewart getting a double for them and Clark with the other, and Blackburn still leading Blackpool uh, by a Ben Brereton Diaz goal to nil. The full time whistle is about to go in that one, but as you were saying, Mick, as we look on at that Isaac replay of his goal in the first half, player of the match, uh, (sighs) yeah. It would be two massive points draft for Liverpool, uh, coming off the back of that nine nil. You kinda of figured that everything was right in the and Rosie in the garden, but Newcastle yeah. put it up to tonight. I was
3: saying that earlier, I don't know if you did. You're thinking like they needed something like that if it was gonna kick them on, but I don't think it was proof that everything was gonna be fine now, you know? I like they were But everything was gonna be fine, Mick, and they were gonna yeah, win the they league. were they were poor in, in the earlier in the first two games, like I don't know, I think they've, they've, they've been alright in the second half I have to say, I, like, you know, I, I can't see this, be, like, it's not a terrible performance by Liverpool, and as you've pointed out many times in the show, Newcastle definitely look a very good side this year, they're going to cause many teams problems having now already looked like they've taken points off Liverpool and Man City already this year Yeah. so, you know, it's not disastrous by any means, but like, I mean it's slipping away already like, you know, this season, I don't, I like Liverpool fans are even kind of thinking to themselves this is over, you know, they, although Arsenal are sitting top of the league of course like, but you know I don't think anybody ne- really expects that to, to stay the way it is but.
2: I think the hope here is that from a Liverpool perspective certainly and for any teams who maybe find themselves behind in the early throws of this season is that this season is mad and the way the games come You want a 2016 so
3: type just like oh, crazy a, season. I, oh you mean because of the fixtures of course. Because, because yeah, of the fixtures yeah. of, yeah. because of the injuries that are going to mount And the break. Up and the break, and the break in the is middle. crazy. Like, because yeah. that's a momentum killer
2: for anybody who does go into it you know on a fairly good run of
3: form. I just feel like we're not talking about a normal team in Manchester City at the moment. I think you're talking about a team who were probably the best team in the world anyway la- anyway, and then they added you know a guy who scored 10 goals in four games. And uh, and it's just, you know, there is lo- a lot of, like, if we're talking about, like, the United of the 2000s or whatever, you'd be kind of thinking, you know, oh, look, something could derail them. And it rarely did, but you were having those hopes. I think with City, it's just like, well, nothing's going to stop them, you know? I don't think so at this stage. Uh, Haaland has that freakish thing that a lot of people, I
2: guess, strive for if you're a player, which is an aura. And you're almost playing against that aura before you actually encounter his talent on the pitch. And um, that's become very difficult for defences, as we're seeing two hat-tricks already. Two um, hat-tricks, back-to-back hat-tricks. Back-to-back hat-tricks. hat-tricks yeah. uh, that's yeah. just...
3: Disappointments, stuff. like, after the first half today that he didn't add to his tally, you know? That's kind of where you're at <laughs> at the moment. Like, yeah. i not touch on... This is a weird one to break off to, but the Preston score that you mentioned yeah. there. Preston has played... This is now seven games they've played. They're undefeated. Yeah. They've won two, drawn five yet to concede a goal. Yeah, and that's only their second goal of the season. Like flicking down through the table, they scored two and conceded zero tonight. They've had five nil all draws, and yeah, and like it's, it's one of those kind of remarkable runs that you're, uh, blown away by. But if you also look at it, you've got Greg Cunningham uh, playing on the left of the three man. Uh, of a back three, and you've yeah. got Robbie Brady seemingly back to his best at left wing back. He's five f- mans of the match. Five man the match performances so far this year. I think that goes between kind of like the official man the match and like the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, you know, I think between that, but he's been given man the match in some way, shape, or form five times, and we don't obviously know what. Well, the game isn't over yet tonight. Like, you oh, know, it's so over.
2: Yeah, it's finished 1-0 Right, okay, um, there we go. But, uh, but we don't know who's got the man of the match. But Brady again uh, was operating wait, so on the left, and,
3: and I know Troy Parris not scoring, and people are kind of a little bit concerned by that. But if you just look at the layout of that team, that are obviously performing quite well. Troy Parrott's not getting taken off. He's starting every game. It's like, it's not the situation that it was a couple of years ago when he was at Millwall. One of the, well you I know? think it was Gav Cooney in the 42 had a piece about, and it was
2: behind their paywall, but it's, it's well worth investigating, about the impact of Troy Parrott and that he's actually playing pretty well and operating really well that's, in that system. Yeah, so and far. you
3: can almost just tell, even just from looking at their lineups and stuff like that, that that's the case because they are making lots of changes and all, but like Parrott is a consistent player, is, is consistent. So, like, it would be great if he could add goals to his game, but People shouldn't be too hung up on that. He doesn't need to be just that guy, you know. Head tennis in the goal, Liverpool. Oh. There are two minutes past the five
2: that were allotted. They had a corner kick out on the minutes. right. Ninety-seven minutes plus on the clock, and Fabio Carvalho has broken Newcastle oh. hearts. Eddie Howe doesn't know where to look in the sideline. There's a plastic bottle about to pay the price for their goal tonight, <laughs> and they have been beaten
3: it's that not is, quite Allison getting him into the Champions League but it, it's late it ain't far
2: off it ain't far off oh, 97 minutes on plus the argy bargy on the sidelines perhaps they're going to have another look at this one uh, Jordan Henderson I think it is on the sideline telling people to calm down Carvalho has gone ears cupped to the travelling Newcastle faithful we're already oh, over time for a kid like, uh, you know
3: to, like, that's a that's, uh, Jurgen Klopp saying, and what? But we are being told oh, to wrap. God, there no. you go.
2: What a place to leave it. Jerry and Johnny you're going to have a reaction to this one on tomorrow morning's OTBM a preview of the NFL season. Lots of build up for Ireland Finland as well, which is live here on this very show tomorrow night. Thanks to everybody who helped put the show together tonight. And Liverpool have won. Good night.